If you have your Bibles, I invite you to turn with us to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 23. Luke's Gospel, chapter 23. Luke's Gospel, chapter 23, beginning with verse 34. 34. This is at Calvary. Jesus is hanging on the cross, dying for you and me. I want you to try to picture this in your mind. A horrible time for our Lord. Then said Jesus, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And they parted his raiment and cast lots while he's dying. And the people stood beholding, and the rulers also with them derided him, saying, He saved others, let him save himself. If he be the Christ, the chosen of God. Then the soldiers also mocked him, coming to him and offering him vinegar. And saying, If thou be the king of the Jews, save thyself. And a superscription also was written over him in letters of Greek and Latin and Hebrew. This is the king of the Jews. And one of the male factors which were hanged railed on him, saying, If thou be the Christ, save thyself and us. But the other answering rebuked him, saying, Dost thou not fear God, seeing thou art in the same condemnation? And he indeed And we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward for our deeds. But this man hath done nothing amidst. And he said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. And Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, Today shalt thou be with me in paradise. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for saving that thief on the cross. I want to thank you personally, God, for saving my soul. I ask you today to have mercy upon my soul. I ask you today to put the words in my mouth that needs to be spoken here because there's some in here, Lord, that need to be forgiven and you're waiting to forgive them if they'll just ask you. God, I pray in the name of Jesus that you'd give them boldness to to simply say, forgive me, Lord, and come to this altar and be saved in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray that you'd touch hearts today. I just ask your will to be done, Lord, and we'll love you and thank you for all you do. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Forgiveness is a wonderful thing if the one receiving the forgiveness and the one accepting the forgiveness is serious. Is serious. Time always tells whether a person is serious or not. When they say, hey, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, y'all, I mean it when I say I'm sorry. I don't like strife. I don't like people bickering. And I don't like to be caught in the middle of it to try to settle the issues when it's so easy. The most sweetest words is the choir saying is, I forgive. I forgive. God wants to do that for each and every one of us in here today. He wants to forgive us of our sins. He wants to cleanse our heart of the ugliness that comes so often, it seems. That old nature 
You're always wanting to pop up. The old nature is always wanting to come back and say, you don't have to tolerate this. You don't have to put up with this. And sometimes we bow down to that old nature and we rise up and we go to that one and we hash out more harsh words. Listen, it's, uh, it's amazing to me how it makes you feel when you truly have asked someone to forgive you and they put their arms around you and say, I accept your apology or you are forgiven. I've had it said, hey, you were forgiven before you asked. God Almighty has already forgiven the entire world of sin. He has paid the debt through His precious Son, Jesus. But it's an individual, personal thing that you and I must come to God and say, I'm sorry for my sin. Please forgive me. Please come into my heart and save my soul. Why won't people do that today? I do not understand. Little children, you don't have a whole lot of trouble with them. But teenagers on up, Hey, they think they got the world by the tail and they got forever to get that settled with God. But they may not have. We may leave here this afternoon. There's something we don't know. Jesus, in fact, said in Matthew uh, chapter 6, verse 15, but if, if you forgive men, if you forgive not men of their trespasses, your heavenly Father is not going to forgive you. So you can pray all day long and ask God to forgive you, but if you haven't forgiven someone, hey, I told you this story before. It's been a long time, and I'm satisfied there's some here have never heard. I worked with a young man one time, and I begged and pleaded with him about getting saved. He wouldn't hear tell of it. He was satisfied the way his life was going. And one evening, he went off by himself, and he, he got intoxicated. He got drunk. And I found out about it, and I, and I thought, I need to go rescue the boy. He's out in this traffic, and we live in an area on Friday night. We live right beside the Anderson Speedway, which the traffic was very heavy on Friday afternoon and Friday night, and the cops were everywhere, and he was driving. And when I found him, he was parked, and I begged him to let me take him home, and he come out of the car without any warning, and bam, y'all, right there beside my jaw. And I turned around, I thought, surely he didn't just hit me. And I turned back around and he bloused me again right there on that collarbone. And I thought, what can I do to help him? Well, we got him home. A few days later, God convicted me. said, you know, you, you may have caused him to do that. And you're going to have to go to him. And you're going to have to apologize. Lord, I didn't do nothing. You see, that's the way we always feel. I didn't do nothing. Oh, yes, we did do something. We did something to provoke. We did something to cause something to happen somewhere. So after several days, I, I, I couldn't, conviction was so heavy, I had to do something. So I went to his house. I knocked on the door. He came to the door, and I simply said, Jim, can I come in? He said, come on in. We sat down on the couch, and I said, I, I want to say something. I said, I am so sorry about Friday night. He said, that's okay. He said, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Well, we, you know, we forgave each other. 
I still begged and pleaded with him to get saved. And it wasn't but a few days he had a terrible accident. Taken to the hospital, his brain swelled out of proportion. They did all they could to relieve pressure, and he died. I don't know if he got saved or not. Sometime we have to get up. We have to get out from where we are and go and apologize. Listen, I guarantee you there's setups in here right now this morning where somebody has wronged somebody and that somebody who got wronged is waiting on the somebody that wronged them to come say, I'm sorry. You need to get that settled today. I don't know how people can sleep and rest at night who have misdone somebody and is not willing to go and say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I forgive. Why is that so hard? Well, I'm afraid they won't forgive me. Well, that's what the devil says. You do your part. That's the thing about it. You must do it. Well, listen, he forgave them. There in verse 34, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they are doing. They thought they were doing the world a favor putting this one who had gone all over the place doing all kind of things out of order and what they were not used to. And they, were, they, were, they thought they was doing the world a favor by putting him on the cross. We see a prayer, a simple prayer, Father. And that's all God asked for us to acknowledge him as God the Father. He is not the man upstairs. He does not live in the big house. He is God Almighty. He is on the throne and he is in heaven. You hear somebody say, well, the old man upstairs would hear me when I'd pray. Listen, I wouldn't listen to a word you're saying if that's the way you address God. He's not the old man upstairs. You're going to stand before him. I'm going to stand before him. You can call him anything you want to, but on that day you're going to be begging, Father, forgive me, and it's going to be absolutely too late. Now is the time. So we see a prayer here. At that desperate moment, you see, Jesus in the garden prior to being on the cross had done begged his Father, let this cup pass from me. I, I, won't, I don't want to go through this. But then he said, not what I want, but whatever you want. That's what I'll do. And he did. He went to the cross. But it was a desperate moment here. As Jesus hanging, looking out on the crowd, shouting. He done heard him shout, shout, shout. Crucify, crucify. And now he's hanging on the cross. And the soldiers below are throwing dice for his raiment. And don't tell you what kind of conversation was going on. And as he looked out, he simply said, Father, forgive them. Hey. What about that thief? You see the skies filled today with storm clouds. A tsunami's coming, but it ain't going to be water. It's going to be fire. It's going to be fire. How are you going to escape it? You can call all the firemen. You can call all the voluntary fire departments across our county and in every city in our county. And they're not going to be able to put this fire out. When God sets it in motion, it's going to burn, it's going to destroy everything in its path. Like these wildfires we see on TV in California and all out there, uncontrollable burning. 
There won't be anything to put it out. The sky is filled. You see, we're under a nuclear attack 24 hours a day. It don't take but one person to push the button and it, it'd be over with. But God's in control. I'm not going to say it won't happen. But God's in control. You see, it's time to pray. It's not time to party. Probably many parties were held last evening and some people don't even remember the party. What if after the party they left there and were killed? There's consequences for sin. Jesus took on the consequences of the sins of the entire world when he went to the cross to lay his life down for you and for me. And thank God that he did. If he hadn't, listen, we of all people would be without hope today. We would be without hope. Not only this prayer we see, he just simply said, Father, and there's a comma there. But it was a prayer of forgiveness, secondly. Forgive. What a good word that is. When it's used properly, what a good word the word forgive is. We forget. We may say things out of turn, but go right back quickly as you can and say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I let you down. And all of us, listen, we're human. We're going to let one another down. Sooner or later, I'm going to forget. I'm going to let you down. I'm not going to be where I'm supposed to be. And I ask for forgiveness. You think, well, what does a pastor do all week? Well, I don't know what he does all week. I know what he's going to be doing the first of the week. <laughs> and getting over to the rest of the week. But hey, I, I tell people, I'm a 24-7 pastor. You have, Hello, you understand? You call, I'll do my best to answer, or I'll do my best to call you back. Wherever I'm needed, that's where I'm willing to go. That's what I'm willing to say. That's what I'm willing to do, wherever it comes. But the bottom line here, listen. Father, forgive them. He is waiting on us to simply say, I'm sorry. What does that mean to some folks? Some folks, it don't mean anything. So I hear that all the time. You say you're sorry and you think it's over. Well, it, we want it to be over. We're sorry it happened. You see, listen, I'm going to tell you something. The devil is the instigator of every situation that causes people to say things and do things they wish they hadn't. And when they come back and ask for forgiveness, the devil is still on the scene to say, you don't have to forgive them. They wronged you. They didn't back you up. They wronged you. You see, he's a liar from the start. He'll never ever be forgiven of his sins. He blew his chance way back there. Don't follow him. Don't listen to him. You see, the prayer of Father, we see the prayer of forgiveness. Forgive them. Uh, it, it's a good feeling. To me, it's a good feeling when that other person says, Hey, I forgive you. I love you. It's a good feeling. Just say, I'm sorry. One of the things that Jesus was accused of, of right there in that verse, forgive them for they know not what they do. You remember some of those 
theologian dudes said, who is he to forgive sin? Only God can forgive sin. Well, here again, that's looking for a cause, looking for some reason. Now listen, people, look, human beings, okay, we stink. We're unfair. We forget. And when we hear somebody talking, hey, I just like to walk right up in the middle of it. Why don't you just tell me about it? Oh, I didn't know you were standing there. Well, I am. Do you realize God is standing in the midst of every conversation, whether it's a good one or a bad one? He's standing in the midst of it. I don't understand us sometimes, the way we act, the way we conduct ourselves, and the things that we say. He forgives sinners, of whom Paul said, I'm chief. Hey, I am a sinner saved by God's grace, but it don't mean I don't sin. It don't mean that I don't mistreat somebody. Hey, the devil is alive and well, and he will do anything he can to get a hold to you and me and cause us to go in the wrong direction. It's tough. It's tough to, to, be, to have to deal with people. Well, I just wonder what the preacher's going to say when I tell him about you. Well, if I know him, he's going to say, well, let's go see him. Let's go take him out to eat and get this thing over with. Oh, I can't do, I don't, I don't want to, I can't, oh, me, excuse me. Well, what'd you start this fire for? You know, hey, it don't take but a spark. A word out of turn, a deed out of turn, a spark to get a fire going, and it takes a whole lot of forgiveness to get the thing put out. Well, when I think about it, I think about this, this prayer, Father, forgive them. A prayer of forgiveness. A prayer of forgiveness also for those who wronged him. He just simply says in that verse, forgive them. He didn't name them. He just said, forgive them. For they know not what they do. In other words, they knew what they were doing in crucifying a man, but they did not realize and know this is the Son of God. And I love what that one soldier said when he looked up and Jesus shed that last drop of blood. And he said, truly, this must have been the Son of God. I'd like to think that that soldier was saved. I don't know about you, but I have been cut so bad and bleeding, and when it hits, it splatters, right? I'm satisfied when Jesus was dying and his blood was flowing that it was not only hitting the ground, but it was hitting and splattering. More likely splattering on some of those who were casting lots, the Bible says, for his raiment. But truly, this must have been the Son of God. Do we understand this morning? God is waiting to forgive us. The greatest hindrance to anything that Christians are trying to do is failure, listen, failure to forgive and failure to accept it. You know what we do? We hold old grudges. Old grudges. That's what we do. We hold the old hurts. We hold the old hatred. We hold the old words spoken. 
They ring in our ear. You know why? Because the devil sees to it. It's amazing to me that we don't memorize and don't know what a lot of Scripture says, but we can know what somebody says when they're against us. We won't forget that. But we don't want to memorize Scripture that will keep us from sin, or sin will keep us from the Scriptures. Do we understand? Listen, forgiveness to me starts in the home. Hey, I have to say I'm sorry to Lynn more than she has to say it to me. I'm sorry. Not only in the home. Listen, if it's not taught, if it's not exhibited in the home of I forgive you, I'm sorry. And then we have the gall to drag a little child that you tell your mama or your brother or your sister you're sorry. I'm sorry. You know where they got that attitude from? Mama and daddy. Started in the home. And when it started in the home, then it goes from the home, from the, from the house, from the home house to the schoolhouse. Hey, it's already left there and now it's in the White House. You heard any apology out of the White House? I ain't. I ain't heard none. Forgiveness. The greatest hindrance. It's when we don't accept it and when we're not willing to go and say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We, we can and we had better forgive. I want you to listen to the word forgive. Forgive. There it is in the scripture. Father, forgive. You know what he was asking? I want you to forget about it. And the Bible teaches that when we ask God to forgive us of our sins, that he forgives us of our sins, cleanses us of all unrighteousness, and does not remember them anymore. He casts them into the deepest part of the sea. So what should we do? We should forget it. You say, I can't forget it. Okay, I'll go along with that for a moment. I can't forget it. But for goodness sakes, don't bring it up. If you're going to forgive... Forgive. Don't bring it back up again. So when we forgive, we need to forget. In other words, don't bring it up. The letter O, when Jesus said forgive, Father forgive them. Obedience to God. And God was, I believe God, he was obedient to his son. When his son said forgive this crowd, okay son, because you ask, I will. When we go to Jesus and ask him to forgive us of our sins, I believe he goes directly to the Father. He's sitting on his right-hand side. Father, would you please forgive Kenny? He's just come again and asked for forgiveness. Obedience to God in forgiving. The letter R in forgive. You see it in the scripture there. Forgive. You know what that means? Ready to start over. Ready to start over. I had a wonderful relationship with a man many years ago and somehow or another it got blown out of proportion and we couldn't stand the sight of each other. And we was in church together every Sunday. It made it so hard for me to preach. So hard. You know how long this lasted? I am not exaggerating. Ten years. 
I mean, when we parted ways, buddy, we parted ways. We didn't sit together. We didn't do nothing no more together. We didn't speak. And I want to say this, that God convicted both of us of the way we have acted toward each other. Other people knew about it. And we forgave one another. And I told him, I said, uh, this Sunday, I said, I'm going to the church. And I'm going to tell them the story. He said, okay, do that. I did. But the devil robbed us of ten years of fellowship. Today, we're just like that. We had to forgive. Now, hey, I remember and he remembers. But you know what? We don't bring it up. Literally, we don't bring it up. Ready to start over. And we did. And thank God for another start. God's ready. Forgive. You know what that means? The letter G in there? God said, Jesus said, Father, forgive them. And you know what God was? God was ready to give back. Give back. What did he give? Forgiveness. When Jesus died, he, gave, he bowed his head, he gave up the, the, the ghost. The veil of the temple was rent from top to bottom. The way was opened up for us to come and say, Father, I'm sorry, forgive me. And it was opened up, giving back. Another thing there, we see forgive. What does it mean to forgive? Well, as, as Jesus looked out on that crowd and said, Father, forgive them, it was insight for living. Listen, it is tough to live a good life when you know you've wronged somebody. I don't see how folk face one another. I don't see how they walk down the street together when they know they, they have mistreated somebody. How they get along. I guarantee you it haunts them every time they see the person and the devil says, oh, you don't, you don't have to go that way. Just forget it. I want the insight for a living because I want to be where I'm supposed to be. I don't want to have to walk on the other side of the street or sit on the other side of the building or, hey, I, I want to go on the other aisle in this grocery store because I see them coming down the other aisle. You look at that word forgive. Father, forgive them. You know what that will bring about? Letter V, victory in Jesus. It'll bring about victory. It'll get your relationship back with God where it's supposed to be. It'll get your relationship back with one another where it's supposed to be. You could be here this morning and be one of those. I do not like my preacher. I don't like the way he acts. I don't like the way he talks. He's always associating with somebody. Well, on Wednesday night, I've tried to make it a policy. I sat with my friends on Wednesday night by myself. And it's interesting. I, oh, I want to see who is going to sit with me, okay? I don't come here Wednesday night and, and jump with I'm going to sit with you because I'm your friend. Because I'm not the only one sitting by myself. I like to tease people. I see you over there with your friends. Yeah, I got them all around me here and there won't be a soul there. Forgiving, hey, it's necessary to give you victory in your life and mine. The letter E is the, probably the toughest one. Are you ready? 
Father, forgive them. Picture, I told you to begin, picture Jesus hanging on the cross. Blood flowing from his body. He's seconds away from dying, literally. He's seconds away from his head being bowed and giving up the ghost. And it took a lot of effort for him to say, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Let me tell you something. It takes effort to go to a person and say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I wronged you. I'm sorry I said what I said. I'm sorry I've done what I've done in, in, against you. Please forgive me. Are you ready to forgive that person when they come and say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Those are, those are two very important words. I'm sorry. We see a prayer there from... From Jesus to the Father, Father forgive them. But we see also that uh, other prayer uh, from the thief there in uh, verse 42. And he said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me when, I'm, when I come into your kingdom. There was, a, there was a statement, an important statement. He too dying just seconds away from bowing his head and literally dying. And Jesus said, don't you worry, son. I got you back. You can be with me today. Both of you and I are going to leave here in just a few seconds. But don't worry. I'm going to carry you with me. All because you asked me to remember you. Folks, please, I beg you. If there's anybody in here today, you need to go to them. If you're the one to do the apologizing, do it. Get it over with. And the rest of you, don't sit there and look and say, well, I wonder what they've done. You better make sure you are right with God. Do you hear me? You make sure you are right with God because he's not going to forgive you or me if we can't forgive one another. And we're not going to go forward, y'all. We're not going to go forward. We're going to be at a stagnant standstill until we get our relationships right with one another and we can get our relationship right with God. I, mean, I, mean, I, I beg you to do that today. Cross over the aisle. Go to the other side. Whatever it takes. Come to the altar. Nothing is more pleasing to God than to see you or me go to somebody and say, I'm sorry. And have that person say, I forgive you. And hug you. And come to the altar. And lay it on the altar for God. I guarantee you, you'll sleep better. You'll be able to live better. You'll be able to listen better. Father, forgive them. For they know not what they do. Lord Jesus, thank you for saving me. Lord, through the years of my Christian life, I've wronged many people. And God, I thank you for the opportunities you've given me to go and say I'm sorry. Lord, I don't ever want to forget those words, I'm sorry. Lord, I pray for the Holy Spirit of God to be amongst us right now. Amongst us so strongly that we can't help but get up and go to somebody. And say, I'm sorry. And have them forgive them. God, help our attitudes in here this morning. Help us to be straight. Help us to be right. Help us to be honest. Lord, if there's a lost person in this room right now, I beg you in the name of Jesus, help them to know you're waiting to hear them say, speak to hearts, God, and we'll thank you and praise you for all you do for us. 
But we ask it in Jesus' name.